Listener beware. The following is a cautionary tale of two friends embarking on a journey of magic and monsters, haunted houses, weeping cryptids, fairy food trucks, and other absurdities. This is Spooklore. Leave me a message. I promise I will check it. Hey, uh, I'm so sorry. It's taken me forever to call you back. Apparently, I don't have any cell service at the house, which is weird because it felt like the signal was totally fine when I was talking to you as I drove up. But I tried to call you back like 10 times and the call wouldn't go through. Then I ran into a postal worker on my way into town and he said the cell service on the whole island is super spotty. So I'm actually calling you from a payphone in the only coffee shop on the island, which is apparently only open three days a week at totally random hours. Uh, so, you know, things are a little more um, remote here than I realized. I... I knew this island would be moody, but honestly, it feels capricious to a hormonal degree, which, like, solidarity, I guess. Uh, anyway, I hope your flight was okay and that you didn't end up sitting next to someone's smelly feet. Over here, things continue to be, um, interesting. I'll just say that I'm, I'm not actually sure what I saw in the window upstairs when I pulled up, uh, when I managed to get the lock to work and went inside the house, there was a definite feeling of being sort of watched. Like, goosebumps on my neck, the hair on my arm stood up, all of that stuff. I mean, it could totally be my imagination, but I sort of think it was the house itself. And, you know, after sitting empty for years, I'd probably be a little suspicious of anyone who came in too. So... Anyway, I went upstairs and called out to see if there was anyone there, and there was no one. But then I tried to find the window where I thought I'd seen someone, and this is weird, uh, but I couldn't find it. Like, I went from room to room. There are four bedrooms up there, but none of them looked out over the driveway. But there's a whole row of windows clearly visible from the front side of the house, it almost felt like the house was sort of um, changing dimensions or like, I know this sounds crazy, uh, trying to keep me out of certain places. I found one of the rooms with the turret, but not the other, even though when you walk outside, there are very clearly two of them. So anyway, uh, I know this is all pretty weird sounding. I'm actually not as freaked out as you might think. I really think I just need to work on building trust with the house, you know? Uh, it's probably been through a lot over the past couple of centuries and has good reasons for not trusting people. But I'm trained in relational mediation, 
right? I spent hundreds of hours helping couples and families to communicate better and work on conflict resolution, you know, before I became completely disillusioned by the whole thing. But maybe this is what those skills are for. And I am genuinely open to feeling into the house's needs. Like, once it sees that I'm just trying to make it feel warm and cozy and make a lovely home in it again, I'm hoping it will just relax a little and and settle into my being there. But I will say, I got the message very clearly when I went outside to grab my coat from the car and the house locked me out. So um, right now, I'm just trying to give it a little space and I think I'll ask it for permission before I try to go back inside, which I, I probably should have done in the first place, right? Um, you know, consent is important. It's not just for people. So yeah, um, I think I think I'm just gonna sort of limit my movements through the house for now. You know, I'll I'll probably reside primarily in the kitchen and the bedroom upstairs with the turret that I'm allowed to go into. Both of those places felt sort of neutral compared to the other rooms that had a very clear get out vibe. I I know what you're gonna say. And you're right, maybe it's not ideal to have bought a whole house and to only be able to use two rooms of it, but I am open to allowing this process to unfold organically without imposing my own needs or agenda here. So it's going to be fine. And all that being said, the kitchen is really wonderful. You know, apart from the fact that Everything's a little musty in the house. The kitchen actually feels really inviting. There's this big hearth in there next to a long work table and an enormous wood fire stove against one wall. I already have a bunch of ideas for things I want to bake in there. Um, And I opened all the windows I could find before I left. So I'm just kind of letting the whole place air out a bit. You know, I think the sea breeze will work its magic and help the house feel maybe a little more receptive to my presence. Um... Anyway, just, you know, cross your fingers and send positive thoughts that the house will let me back inside. Okay, I'm going to sign off for now. Uh, Let me know you landed okay, and I'll try to call you again soon. Okay, so I guess I don't know when you'll get this, but, um... I have good news! I'm gonna come stay with you after all! Surprise! I hope that's still okay with you. And that you find the second turret, cause like, I was promised a turret. I'm not sure how to feel about this disappearing room slash hostile house situation, but I'll be able to give you my take on it when I get there, which should be in about five days? Maybe even four days if I push it? So, uh, just hang out there in the kitchen until I get there. The story of why I'm coming is a little odd. (laughs) It's definitely out of character for me. I got to my Airbnb and it was one of those shared space places. I had my own room, but the kitchen and living room were shared and Annie, the vibe was very toxic. All I did was drop off my bag and go into the kitchen to refill my water bottle and I felt like I was gonna break out in hives. There were two people just sitting there, not talking or anything, but you know that feeling when you walk in on a fight? and the whole room goes silently tense. It was that. I got some ice cubes out of the freezer, and when I went to go refill the tray, this one gal heaves a giant sigh and says, See? 
she knows how to behave in polite society. And then the guy goes, I can't imagine why your roommates kicked you out. You're obviously so easygoing and pleasant to be around. Yeah, I got the hell out of there. The Airbnb had these old bikes in the basement, so I grabbed one of them and rode for the woods. I'd seen this cool, spooky forest when my Uber dropped me off. Okay, so this part sounds bad. I got kind of lost. I left the bike at the bike rack and was walking along a well-marked trail until suddenly it wasn't so well-marked anymore. I was just in this grove. I think they were beech trees. They had that really smooth silver bark, you know? And there were these mushrooms growing all around under them, like fairy circle after fairy circle, and so I picked them. Yep, I know. Probably not the best idea, but they were these cute little stubby brown things with dark caps and thick stems. They looked exactly like porcinis. And I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that porcinis grow under beech trees. I made a little basket out of my shirt, and as soon as I was done picking them, I found the trail again. No problem. But when I got back to the trailhead, my bike was gone. I didn't have a lock or anything, so somebody probably stole it. I'm totally gonna have to pay a fee. I was a little worried because it was gonna be kind of a long walk back to the Airbnb, plus I had all those mushrooms, but then I spotted this old truck in the parking lot. Specifically, a food truck. It was really run down, kind of gross, honestly. You could tell it had been abandoned. The windows were broken and it was clear that something had been living in it. The stove was disgusting. Is it raccoons that leave poop that looks like berries? But the keys were in the ignition and it started right up. There was even this sweet little basket right there in the passenger seat. It was perfect for my mushrooms once I got rid of all the dead leaves in it. Probably someone was nesting in there. Anyway, so I took the food truck back to the Airbnb and I brought my mushrooms into the kitchen and yep, those two people were still sniping at each other. I don't even know what about, I was just trying to ignore them. But then the guy comes up and starts mansplaining at me what my mushrooms were. I mean, not that I knew for sure that they were porcini, so maybe it isn't technically mansplaining, but that was the energy. But I found some garlic and olive oil and linguine in the cupboard and some white wine and fennel seeds and caraway, and before I even knew it, I'd cooked dinner for the three of us. I know, I made a food and it didn't even explode. In fact, it was downright tasty and better still, it totally chilled out the mansplainer and the bad roommate. Like really chilled out. I'm pretty sure that third bedroom went unused if you know what I'm saying. When I got up in the morning, the sun was shining and it was gleaming on my lovely food truck and you know what? I just didn't want to leave him there. It's not like anybody else was going to want him. He's all poop filled and nasty. So uh, I'm not gonna get a grown up job and stay in New Jersey after all. I'm going to drive this free food truck to come see you. Yep, that's my plan. Look, I know it sounds crazy. Like, possibly crazier than that time I quit my job and moved to Scotland. But it doesn't feel crazy. It feels entirely sensible. And you sound a little lost, love. Yeti Boy did a number on you, I know. And I hate to see you spiraling into, like, imagining haunted houses or something as a way to cope. It's not worth it. So, I am on my way. Big hug, and see you soon.
Hey, so I think it's been about two days since my last message, and a lot has happened uh, for both of us, by the sound of it. Although uh, I would normally want to take some time to parse through the whole getting lost in the woods and collecting random mushrooms and then feeding them to people story, uh, but it sounds like that has somehow resulted in you coming to see me. So you know what? I am all for it. Uh, just, you know, if you did actually poison those people and then decided to make a hasty escape in your illicit food truck, just let me know, because there are lots of places here where I could theoretically hide a fugitive. Um, and as for this food truck, okay, I've been thinking about this all morning, you know, in between bits of my own house drama. So I'll admit that initially I was like, I love Nikki, but as far as I know, her cooking repertoire consists of spraying cheese whiz on Triscuits. What the hell is she going to do with the food truck? Especially one that was apparently abandoned in the woods, probably because it was the scene of several raccoon orgies. But the truth is that I've gotten very um, accepting of weird happenings since I came to this house. So if you feel called to drive this food truck across the country to see me, who am I to argue? You know, the practical part of me is like, what the hell? But the selfish part of me thinks this sounds like a great plan. Um, okay, so... I'll let the other shoe drop here. Part of why I'm so eager to see you is that I've come to realize that I am not alone in the house. I'm not imagining it. Like, on a haunting scale of 1 to 10, I'd say we're at a hard 12, which I'll confess is freaking me out slightly. Um, so, you know, I've been doing my best to communicate my own needs to the house and to be receptive of where its needs might differ from mine. I've actually made some progress because the house let me sit in the parlor yesterday morning, which has a lovely view of that cove down below. And there are these stained glass transom windows that make the room all blue and pink. So, so I'm sitting there by this bay window. I can hear the sea crashing below, and I brought my notebook and thought I'd just start jotting down whatever came to me, you know, get the creative juices flowing. What better setting could there possibly be to write a cozy feminist mystery story? But what came out on the page was very weird. It was my handwriting, but it was not my voice, and it was not my story. Uh, I mean, it sounded very historical, actually, uh, but I could tell the voice was angry. And as I started reading back what I'd written, the colors in the room changed from pink and blue almost to dark blood red. And so I just flipped out and ran the hell out of there. I literally barricaded the door with a rocking chair um, and I've been too scared to open my notebook ever since or read the rest of what I wrote. So yeah, pretty sure I've got a ghost, um, and pretty sure it's a lady, uh, and for some reason she is really pissed. But here's the thing. You know, I can deal with a house that has quirky needs and learn how to accommodate that. I've been doing that with Yeti Poi for the past three years, and frankly, he was a lot less charming than this house. What I cannot deal with is a house that won't let me write. That was the whole point in coming out here. And now I'm so freaked out that I don't even want to pick up a pen again. So, um, yes, if you could please come here and help me figure out what's going on, that would be super duper great. 
I will even eat whatever weird fungi you find in the woods. Feel free to practice all sorts of experimental recipes on me. Just come here, please, and thank you. Um, okay. I'm a little scared to go home, but people in the coffee shop are starting to give me weird looks, which seems to be the default expression of literally every person I see. So, talk soon. I hope. perceptions give me panic attacks so when i am now i'm not behind trees i'll hide in the forest where i can be free maybe to you it sounds a little strange but maybe i can be a supermodel skinny kind of pretty girl maybe i wanna be a cryptid maybe i don't wanna exist in this world Everyone's comments turn into scars And everyone lies and says Be who you are What if I wanna be a cryptid Maybe my ideal body is Bigfoot Spokelore is written, produced, and performed by Annie Wilde and Nikki Vandikar. Our closing credit song is Cryptid Mothman by Ratwife. Further misadventures can be found on patreon.com slash spokelore and on Instagram at spokelorepodcast. Any resemblance to persons or cryptids, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Lately I've been put in the crying cryptid, wishing I could melt into swans. Beady red eyes can't see beauty standards, and stealing someone's skin would hide all my flaws. Maybe I can't be a supermodel skinny kind of pretty girl. Body is small.